The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. You cannot receive an impartation and not spring up. Are you following what I'm saying? How many of you have ever had, I mean, you've had a flower or you have a farm? When you're watering your farm, you plant a seed and you keep watering that seed. With time, it springs up. Because the water is receiving an, sorry, the, the plant, the seed you have planted is receiving an impartation. So, a true evidence of an impartation of the spirit of faith is that whatever you add, you spring up in different areas. And so shall it be in the name of Jesus. Well, are you ready for the word? Okay, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 1, verse 8, verse 11, and verse 12. Romans chapter 1, verse 8, verse 11, and verse 12. I read, it says, first, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Verse 11, For I long to see you that I may impact unto you some spiritual gift to the end that you may be established. Verse 12, That is that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith both of you and me, and we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm continuing my message that I have titled, Impartation of the Spirit of Faith. Impartation of the Spirit of Faith, and this is part two. Impartation of the Spirit of Faith, and this is part two. Please write this down. It takes faith to get undeniable results in the kingdom of God and not time. It takes faith to get undeniable results in the kingdom of God and not time. Number two, you can never please God without faith. You can never please God without faith. You can never please God without faith. Number three, your faith level determines your access to unlimited resources in the kingdom of God. Your faith level determines your access to unlimited resources in the kingdom of God. So that means faith is vital in our walk with God because without faith we can't please God and without faith we can have access to anything that God has for us in his kingdom. That's why the Bible tells us four times that the just shall live by his faith. You have to live by your faith and not my faith. 
The just shall live by his faith. The just shall live by his faith. So it's important that as Christians we understand the place of faith. Because the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7. We walk by faith and not by sight. That means we do not walk by these five senses. The five senses. See, taste, touch, feel, and smell. But we operate by faith. We live based on what God says about us. The question we want to ask is what is faith? What is faith? This is my definition of faith from Numbers chapter 23, verse 11 or verse 19. It says, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he a son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do it? Has he spoken and will he not bring it to pass? In other words, God cannot lie. Numbers chapter 23 verse 11. Numbers, sorry, verse 19. Numbers chapter 23 verse 19. So my definition of faith simply means God will do what he says he will do. That's a simple definition of faith. That God will do what he says he will do. That means you have to move your belief system from things from men into God. Even though you can't see it, you can't see it, you must still believe that God can do it. So the scripture we read in Romans chapter 1 verse, 11, verse 8 verse 11 and verse 12 Paul was writing to his, the church and he said for I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is being spoken of throughout the whole world. In other words people have seen the results or the effects of their faith. That's my prayer that in this year and in the years to come, and in your lifetime, many will talk about your faith because they can see the produce or the effects of your faith. In the book of uh, Mark chapter 2, remember the, the four friends who took their friend over the rooftop and they uncovered the roof because they could not have access to Jesus. And when they lowered their friend to Jesus, the Bible says that, and Jesus saw their faith. That means your faith can be seen. If your faith is not being seen, that means you don't have faith. Are you following me? Why? Because faith and works moves together. We, we know your faith by your works. Paul says, show me your faith without your works. And I'll show you my faith by my works. So faith and works goes together. If you say you have faith in God and you cannot trust God that he will do what he says he will do, then you really don't have faith in God. So Paul said, I long to see you. Why? Because 
I, I have heard of your faith, that your faith is being spoken about throughout the whole world, but that is not enough. There is something still missing that I long to impact onto you, and it's called the spirit of faith. It said, I long to see you that I may impact onto you some spiritual gift to the end that you may be established. In other words, when you operate in this realm of faith, you are constantly established. And I pray in the name of Jesus that God will establish you this year in the name of Jesus. The only language that God speaks is the language of faith. Write this down. The only language that God speaks is the language of faith. You said how? Hebrews chapter 11 from verse 1 to 3. The Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, by what? By faith, the elders obtained a good report. So if you're looking for a good report, how do you obtain it? Through faith. By it, the elders obtain a good report. Verse 3 says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Through what? Through faith, not through fear. Through faith, we understand that the worlds that we see were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made out of the things which do appear. So in reference to this scripture, when we go to Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1 to 3, the Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now how did God create it? Through faith. That means with faith in your heart, you can frame whatever you want. Oh, this is powerful. It takes faith to frame your future. How many of you have some nice pictures in your house that you framed? Did it cost you a little bit more? Is that correct? Now, the pictures you framed are pictures that you love. Is that correct? That means if you want a beautiful future for your life, for your husband, for your children, for your business, for whatever, it takes faith. You can use faith to frame your future. Your future is not in the hands of the devil. You have given the devil too much credit. Your future is in your hands. Why are you allowing someone to frame your future? What would you allow the devil to frame your frame for you? Let me ask, will you allow your number one worst enemy to frame your future for you? No. no. You know what you frame. You frame struggle. You frame sickness. You frame diseases. You frame curses. You frame everything that is not of God for you. But you have to take your destiny into your hands and frame what you want. I frame my own future. 
No one has a right to frame my future. No one has a right to determine where I'm going to end. I determine it. Why? By myself. Because the scriptures are clear. Life and death are where? In the power of the tongue. And how do we frame our world? Through faith. Why are you quiet? Why are you quiet? In the kingdom of God, a closed mouth is a closed destiny. That's why I keep declaring that one day in this church, there will be five million people. Don't ask me why, because I'm framing my future. You might not like what I'm framing, but I'm not using your money to pay for it. I'm using God's resources to pay for my frame. Why don't you frame yours? Frame what you want to see. One day, this church, there'll be so much multitudes gathering that we'll, we'll have problem with space. Whole cities will be full of this church. Glory be to God. Whole nations will be full of this church. Wherever you go, you'll see solution. Why? Because we frame our destiny with the word. I'm not going to keep quiet. I'm not going to keep my mouth shut because a closed mouth is a closed destiny. Jesus was so powerful, yet on the cross he kept quiet. And so they killed him. <laughs> Did you know he could have called for legions of angels? But he kept quiet. So long as he kept quiet, the devil had a field day on him. So long as you keep quiet, Ah, the devil will play on you. Pastor Zama was preaching a powerful message on Thursday on taking on the full armor of Christ. The whole armor of God. And, and she said something so powerful that the helmet of salvation protects our mind because your mind is your battlefield. You haven't taken on the, the armor. You're not wearing the helmet. So the devil tells you, you're going to die tomorrow. Because the only way he can play on you is through your mind. You're going to be sick. Ah, your mother died through diabetes. So you're also going to die through diabetes. Oh, this sickness is in your family. So how does it play? Through your mind. He doesn't have power. He only has wows. Deceptions. Yet we have the tools available to prevent him from having access to our minds. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. Use your faith. It's time to use our faith. It's time for our faith to be spoken of throughout the whole world. Even God needed faith to create the world. That's why God only speaks faith. God came to Gideon and said, Oh, mighty man of valor. Gideon said, God, look at me. My family is the weakest. God came to Abraham and said, You are a father of many nations. He didn't have a child. God said to Abraham, Look at the stars. Your children will be like the sun on the seashore. Abraham didn't have one child. What was God speaking? Faith. God was speaking faith. So this morning, 
Let me speak some faith over you. I call you blessed. I'm speaking faith over you. I call you blessed. I call you a billionaire. Irrespective of what's happening in the economies of the world, I call you a billionaire. Others might be going down, you will go up. Let me hear a living amen. Amen. I call you a winner and not a loser. I call you healed and not sick. I call you have a sound mind and not a depressed Christian. That's who you are. And that's what I call you. It doesn't matter what you see now. I see his glory. It's all over you. Check me out. You better treat me well. Because tomorrow you will need me. (laughs) You better treat me well. I am Joseph. I have a dream and my dream is that I am the greater light. You are the stars and the stars will bow down to the greater light. It's just a matter of time. Don't treat me based on where I am now. I am Jesus. I'm born in a manger. But my future is seated on the right hand side of God. Don't treat me by where I'm sleeping now. Don't treat me by what I'm driving now. Don't treat me by what I'm wearing now. Because I have a greater destiny. That's what I speak over this church. I speak greatness over you in the name of Jesus. Don't be deceived by where I am. (laughs) Today I might might be sleeping on somebody's veranda. But tomorrow I'll have real estate in the most prestigious cities. And most prestigious addresses across the world. Like Jesus, today we might be in our manger. But you wait very soon. Even in the manger, wise men will be looking for us. They will be bringing gold and meh and everything that that, that I need, they will be bringing it. Because they understand my calling. You see, don't, oh glory be to God. That's why I respect everybody. I respect everybody because you don't know where the person you are disrespecting today will be tomorrow. (laughs) There were some people who disrespected me. Today they are learning from me. Today they come to me for help. So the only language that God speaks is the language of faith. And let me show you something critical in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. The Bible says that after God has created all the heaven and earth, the Bible says, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now you notice in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, God created the heavens and the earth. Perfect. Verse 2, we see imperfection introduce itself into what God has created. 
But notice, God never emphasized on the imperfection. His spirit was still moving upon the imperfection. That's why church is good for you. Even in your depressed state, still come to church. Even in your confused state, still worship God. Are you following what I'm saying? It's not everything you will understand because as you continue serving God and continue worshiping God, verse 3 will become a reality. The Bible says in verse 3, and God said, let there be light and there was light. Light is coming to your situation. I prophesy light into that situation. That situation that you have not been seeing clearly after today, light will show up. So quickly, how does impartation take place? Because we are talking about the impartation of the spirit of faith. How does impartation take place? Impartation happens through listening, observation, and understanding. Write this down. Impartation happens through listening, observation, and understanding. And please note that without a strong desire for impartation, nothing is transferred. Without a strong desire for impartation, nothing is transferred. Isaiah chapter 44 verse 3 and 4. It says, for I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. So that means if you are not thirsty, water will not be poured onto you. I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. Isaiah chapter 44 verse 3 and verse 4. I'll pour water upon him that is thirsty and float upon the dry ground. I receive that for myself. I'm coming into my season of floods upon every dry ground. (laughs) Unprecedented abundance. Abundance and supernatural increase that cannot be quantified. I'll pour floods upon the dry ground. I'll pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring and they shall spring forth look at the effect of impartation and they shall spring up as among the grass as willows by the water courses. so when you receive the spirit of impartation of faith we will see the end result the end result is that you will spring up amen You cannot receive an impartation and not spring up. Are you following what I'm saying? How many of you have ever had, I mean you've had a flower or you have a farm. When you're watering your farm, you plant a seed and you keep watering that seed. With time, it springs up. Because the water is receiving an, sorry, the, the plant, the seed you have planted is receiving an impartation. So, a true evidence of an impartation of the spirit of faith is that whatever you are, you spring up in different areas. And so shall it be in the name of Jesus. 
five things quickly what it means to be impacted. What does it mean to be impacted? Number one, to be impacted is to be made known. To be impacted is to be made known or make known unto you. Number two, to be impacted is the transfer of grace. Transfer of grace. Number three, to be impacted is infusion of grace. There's a difference between transfer of grace and infusion of grace. Infusion is internal. Transfer is external. Number four, to be impacted is to be released into greatness. To be released into greatness. And that will be your story this year. I don't know what has been hiding you. But after today, God will expose you to the world. Mephibosheth was in Lodiba for so long. He was in obscurity for so long. But when his time came, he was exposed to the world. You will come out of obscurity after today. Anything that has obscured your destiny, the greater light will shine upon it today. Number five, what what does it mean to be impacted? Is enablement to do greater works. Enablement to do greater works. And this is our season solution. Our unending season to do greater works. So quickly, question we want to ask is when we're talking about the impartation of the spirit of faith, how do we identify careers of the spirit of faith? We have to learn how to identify them. So how do we identify them? Because if you want this impartation, you have to identify a career before you can receive that impartation. How do we identify them? Number one, you will know them by their fruits. You will know them by their fruits. Matthew chapter 7, from verse 16 to 19, Jesus said, you shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree brings forth Good fruit, but a corrupt tree brings forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree brings forth not good fruit, is hewn down and cast into the fire. Verse 20, wherefore by their fruits you shall know them. By their fruits, you shall know them. Number two, you shall know them by the spirit behind their operations. 
You shall know them by the spirit behind their operations. First John chapter 4, verse 1 to 3. It says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. Oh, I, I wish I have time to expatiate on all these things I'm sharing with you, but I pray that the Holy Spirit will help you. These days, it's not everybody who says Jesus, Jesus, it's of Jesus. <laughs> Jesus said in the last days, many will come and say, I did miracles in your name. Jesus will say, depart from me, I know you not. We are living in dangerous times. Number three, you shall know them by their character. <laughs> Number three, you shall know them by their character. Matthew chapter 7 again from verse 15 to 20. This time we're going to read it in the Message Bible. In the Message Bible. It says, be wary of false preachers who smile a lot. Dripping with practiced sincerity. Practiced sincerity. Chances are they are out to rip you of some way or the other. Don't be impressed with charisma. Look for character. Who preaches are is the main thing. Not what they say. A genuine leader will never exploit your emotions or your pocketbook. These diseased trees with their bad apples are going to be chopped down and burned. Wow. <laughs> you see, we are living in times where these days, Christians don't go by what the word of God says anymore. They go by what they feel. We don't obey the word anymore. We go by, this prophet said, that prophet said. What does the word say? So these days, we live by what people say. We don't live by what God says anymore. You shall know them by their character. Practice sincerity. <laughs> Number four, you shall know them by their motives. We're going to read it also in the Message Bible. First Thessalonians chapter 2 from verse 3 to 5. First Thessalonians chapter 2, 
from verse 3 to 5. Motives are very important. Did you know that David said, all David said is, I want to build God a house. And because of that, God bless his whole generation. God, David did not build God a house. All David said is, I want to build God a house. And because of that sincerity, because of that pure motive, God bless his entire generation. Motives are very important these days. And for your information, God does not reward our works. He rewards our motives. Living by grace is an issue of motive, not works. That's why Jesus said, if you have heard it said, thou shalt not commit adultery, or thou shalt not fornicate. But I, grace, I say unto you, if you look at a woman lustfully, you have committed the sin already. What is Jesus talking about? Motives. What's your motive? What's your motive in this church? Why are you here? Why do you come to this church? So, pastor can see that I'm present. Is there a motive? I want to come. You know, there are some people who come to church just because of what they can get. Well, if it was your motive in that relationship that you are in, is it all about what I can get? Well, what's your motive? Well, what can he give me now? What can she give me? Why, 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 uh, do you have some friends who only come to your house when you have cooked? When they can smell the food? They'll say, oh, I was just passing by. And their passing by only comes only when it's full time. Anyone who calls you only for something they need from you, they are a taker. They are not part of your destiny. So you shall know them by their motives. Let's read it. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3 to 5. It says, God tested us thoroughly to make sure we were qualified to be trusted with this message. Be assured that when we speak to you, we are not after crowd approval. Only God approval. Since we have been put through that battery of tests, not one test, many tests, you are guaranteed that both we and the message are free of error and mixed motives. And mixed motives or hidden agendas. We never use words to batter you up. No one knows that better than you. And God knows we never use words as a smoke screen to take advantage of you. Wow. 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 Motives. That's why there will be many people who will not make it to heaven. <laughs> You'll be shocked in heaven. You'll be looking. Where is this one? They are not there because their motives were wrong. The Bible says that the heart of man is desperately wicked. Motive. 
you shall know them by their motives. Are you, oh, this is powerful. Are you getting something yeah. out of this? If after today somebody deceives you and you are gullible, ah, I don't know. I don't know what else to do. We, we, I don't know what else to do. Are you following what I'm saying? Listen, you can never receive from someone you think you are higher or better than. Is it true? If you want to receive this impartation of the spirit of faith, you can never receive it from someone you think you are better or higher than. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 7. The Bible says, And without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. The less is blessed of the better. Let's go back to our King James. The less is blessed of the better. You can never receive anything from someone that you think you are better than. Listen, the greatest killer of destiny is pride. That's why pride is one of the things God hates. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 16. The Bible says that there are these six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination unto him. The first one is a proud look. You see, people who are proud, they don't think they can receive anything from anyone. Proud, arrogant. There's no future for anyone arrogant in the kingdom of God. Ask Nebuchadnezzar. There's no place for arrogance. Why don't you just humble yourself? I remember many years ago when we started the church, there was a pastor who came here and he said, Pastor, let me come and put fire on the altar. (laughs) I said, okay. I said in my heart, okay, so I'm putting water. (laughs) You are putting fire. Where is your church? You don't have any church. You don't have nothing to prove. Yet you think you know better than me. That's what we have today in the world. There are many arrogant people out there. Very arrogant. Very proudful. Who have nothing. Going nowhere. And yet they will not humble themselves and learn. Pride proceeds a fall. The last sign that you are going to fall is pride. And for your information, there is pride in everyone. But you have to intentionally humble yourself. And that's why Paul said, I bring myself under subjection so that after I have preached to you, I myself will not be a castaway. 1 Corinthians chapter chapter 9 verse 27. Be careful of pride. Be careful of pride. Jesus could not do no mighty works in in, in his own church because of the pride of the people. They were so arrogant. Jesus, Mark chapter 6, from verse 1 to 6, the Bible says that, and he went from thence and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. 
And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence has this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands, so they can see the evidence of the mighty works? Yet pride prevented them from receiving these very mighty works. Verse 3, they said, Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. Did he do anything? He came to help his own. Pride. You can never receive from anyone who you are offended at. If you are offended at me, you can never receive anything from me. If you think you know the Bible better than I do, you say, I should be the one standing here and preaching. This is not the church for you. Look for another place. If you feel, as for you, I have degrees. Double doctorate. Triple doctorate. What has he got? Let me check his credentials. His English is not right. His grammar is not accurate. You cannot receive. And the sad thing about the sheep is that the sheep are gullible. You see, sheep just follows. May you never follow anyone who is unstable in his life or her life. Because if you follow them, you'll become unstable for the rest of your life. That's what Paul said to Timothy. Don't be quick to lay hands on anyone because if you do, you become a partaker of their sins. Do you know what that means? That means if you are not careful and you lay hands on people quickly and easily, the spirit on them will jump into you. Be careful who you call your pastor. Be careful who lays hands on you. Be careful who you are listening to. Remember, the impartation of the spirit of faith comes through words. So be careful who you are listening to. Some of you come to church, you hear powerful teaching, you go back and you are following all kinds of people. On YouTube, every time they are on live, you are there. And they tell you, give me this offering, you send it. They tell you, sell your car and bring the offering and you do. You know, you are gullible. Gullibility is too much. You see, when I gave my life to Christ, right, I never went to any pastor to pray for me. Never. I never called any pastor on the phone. Pastor, pastor, I have a headache today. Never. Till date. Until tomorrow. I have never gone to any prophet to prophesy this is how your future is going to be. Never. Till tomorrow. Because listen, the sure word of prophecy is the word. I, I know what Jesus says about my future. Why do I want to listen to somebody who is not sure of their own destiny? 
These days we don't care about character anymore in the pulpit. Men of God, women of God, doing things that cannot be mentioned in the pulpit. And we call them men of God? What? There's no character. There's no integrity no more in the church. There's no integrity. You give people money and they run with your money. They come begging, oh, please give me this. I'll pay next week. And next week comes, they're hiding. There's no integrity. Paul said, let these things not be once mentioned among you. Jesus could not do any miracle in his own hometown because the people were so prideful. Pride. Pride. People who, who operate in pride despise any law. They say, this is how I want it and this is how I'm going to live it. And they even go on a march. Pride. Pride. Be careful. There is no future for anyone who is proud in the kingdom of God. God hates it. Say, this is my lifestyle. This is how I was, I was born. No, it's a choice. It's a choice. You've chosen to live this way. It's not how you were born. Are you getting what I'm saying? Verse 4, Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without an honor in his own country and among his own kin and his own house. And he could then not do mighty works, save he laid hands on a few folk who were sick and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief and he went about the other villages teaching. Jesus couldn't do any miracle in his own church. Do you know that sometimes I preach the same message I preach here. I'm invited to other churches. I preach the same message there. And the people there are more blessed than you here. Because of dishonor. Never take the anointing for granted. Listen, whatever you do not value will exit your life. You can't be in this church, you can't be in any department and be talking evil and wrong about me. Come on. Come on. You can't do that. You can't, you can't receive from someone you criticize. It doesn't work that way. God cannot be mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. Don't come here with a practice sincerity. Smiling in front of me. Behind me you are criticizing me. It doesn't work that way. Are you following what I'm saying? When you're asked to do something in the church. They say, ah, yeah, is it the only pastor? Is this, how, is this how it should be done? Uh, there are many other churches I want to go. Is that where you have been planted? If this is where you are planted. It's the only place you flourish. Hallelujah. Amen. God is taking us somewhere great. 
Jesus said, if the son of man come, will he find faith on the earth? What Jesus was in fact saying is that he wants to multiply himself in the earth. The Bible says that during the time of Saul, there were only two sorts in the whole of Israel. Only two sorts. Saul and Jonathan were the only ones who had swords. So when the enemy came against them, they were destroyed. There is no point only two people having sword in this church. There is no point only two people having faith in this church. There is no point only one person operating in this dimension of faith in this church. It must come to the point where we are all operating. That's why Paul said, so that we can both come to that same level of faith, both mutual faith. And when that happens, we can get the work done quicker. Listen, you can only give what you have. Is that true? You can only give what you have. The spirit of faith, you can only give what you have. Acts chapter 3, verse 6. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. I cannot give you what I don't have. My whole life has been a life of faith. This ministry is a ministry of faith. Look at what did God did last week. It was faith. Look at what God continues to do in this ministry. It's faith and what he'll continue to do in the future. It's faith. It's all faith. No man is consulted. When I hear God, I don't even consult my wife. Do you think I should do it this way? No. No, I don't consult no one because when God says it, he's going to pay for it. Are you following what I'm saying? When God says, come, let's go out for lunch, I know he's, got, he, he's loaded. So I eat based on his pocket, not based on mine. You can only give what you have. You can't give what you don't have. But in saying that, we are living in very deceptive times. Sadly, there are many who are trying to give what they don't have. That's why you have to be careful. I'll give you an example and then we'll close. Acts chapter 19 from verse 13 to 16. Many are trying to give what they don't have. Don't pretend to be what you are not. Now, you know the story in verse 11 and verse 12, the Bible says that an aprons and handkerchiefs were taken from Paul and it was healing many people. So the sons of Sceva saw what was happening in Paul's life and they said, ah, we can also do the same. So the Bible says that then certain vagabond, they are vagabond. Do you know what a vagabond means? When we were young, my father used to call us vagabond. <laughs> naughty, naughty. Highest level of naughtiness. You are a vagabond. <laughs> these days, we don't use these terms. <laughs> he said, you are a vagabond. Who born you? <laughs> Whose child are you? <laughs> so, there's a certain of the vagabond Jews 
exorcists took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits. The name of the Lord saying, the name of the Lord Jesus saying, we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. They are trying to give what they don't have. We adjure you in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. Not whom we know. Verse 14, the Bible says that, and there were seven sons of one skiver, a Jew, chief of the priest, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but you, who are you? <laughs> and the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so they fled out of the house naked and wounded. Anytime you try to give what you don't have, evil spirit will naked you and they wounded you. <laughs> they will naked you and they wounded you. <laughs> because you are trying to give what you don't have. And there are many in this world today who are saying, in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. If you see this church and you think you can start your own, go and try. Maybe you have one million followers on Facebook, 20,000 comments on one. It's, it's, it's different from church. Go and start a church and see. <laughs> if two people will walk through that door, you will know that church is different. Are you following me? You cannot give what you don't have. In all humility. In all humility. The spirit of faith is operating in this short man right here. In all humility. There is nothing we've done in this church since its inception without faith. Nothing. I can give you Countless testimonies. Countless. Reaching millions across the world. Through faith. Starting branches across the world. Through faith. Buying properties of churches across the world. Through faith. How did it happen? There is nothing we have ever done in this church. Where somebody would say it is me. Who is doing it? Come on who are you? You can't help God. You and I need help from God. Hallelujah. So, we are going to go further and look at how we can receive this impartation of faith in the coming weeks. In Jesus' name. Did you receive it today? Let's give Jesus a better praise. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.